Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is December 3rd, 2021, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by Kevin Combs, Vice President of McKinney Flavelle. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Mike. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. I can't believe it's already here. About time. I know. What do you want to talk about today, Kevin? Well, I think we've got a few things on the sugar front that uh, have transpired since the Thanksgiving break. And- yeah, that's right. That's right. Gosh, it's all about sugar, isn't it? Well, I don't know all about sugar. <laughs> well, today, at least today's podcast, right? Today's podcast, yeah. sugar, sugar, and more sugar. Yeah, we, we touched a little bit on Mexico a couple of weeks ago about how their crops do and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I wanted to, there's a couple of things over the last week that uh, have come out. And uh, one is this uh, thing between United and Imperial Sale. What, uh, what happened there? Well, obviously it took a long time for them to do the due diligence, but the Department of Justice has come up and are filing an antitrust lawsuit to block that sale. So block it! They want to block it. Oh my gosh. And apparently in their findings and their research, you know, they found that the merger of Imperial with U.S. Sugar would remove a competitor from the marketplace and create a nice little duopoly, particularly in that southeast marketplace, yeah. that could result in higher prices. So uh, their intent is to permanently block that sale. Oh, my gosh. And uh, what do you think, uh, obviously, from an impact standpoint, you know, that that would just leave things the way they are as far as uh, the current players down there, but if uh, what, what do you think the odds are? Is that uh, is it too early to tell? Or well, it's way out of my league because <laughs> we're talking about lawyers getting involved, and That's both right. sides are going to lawyer up, answer. and they're going to fight answer. this uh, tooth to nail. From the sounds of it, there was a statement released through uh, some articles that uh, U.S. Sugar was going to lawyer up and contest this. They didn't use lawyer up. That's my term. So, you know, we'll just see how that goes. And, uh, you know, I think it's just going to take several months. And in the meantime, you know, business as usual and Imperial's going to have to go out and uh, start uh, getting busy if they haven't already. So, you know, I think when you look at it from the agricultural industry, there's a lot of industries that 80% of the industry is marketed by the top three players. So this wouldn't be unique. I think that real key to this was just that Southeast market. It would create just where there's two suppliers really that are the predominant suppliers. I mean, obviously there's sugar a long ways away, but with freight being sugar being such a freight sensitive crop, uh, that was their finding. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out as usual. But, you know, and you look at the sugar market in general, there's a lot of markets where there's only two players involved that really can hit that industry effectively and whatnot. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We'll see. Uh, we'll, We'll keep everybody in tune on what we hear and what the impact might be. Another thing that came out uh, not too in the not too distant past was a letter, a letter from the USDA to the Department of Commerce saying, "Hey, let's add 150,000 more tons to Mexico's quota for this next crop year." 
Yeah. Well, what do you think of that? Obviously, I think this is a reaction to the 16 market. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, we usually don't see uh, the 16 market trading up near 37 cents and uh, staying there. So it's an interesting uh, move. They actually came out with something ahead of the April 1st deadline when they can, you know, USDA can do it on their own. So they had to go through the Department of Commerce and get them to basically suspend the suspension agreements for allowing this additional 150,000 tons, which uh, if I read all this uh, letter properly is pretty much a done deal at this point. So Mexico is going to get an additional 150,000 tons, short tons, raw value of access to the U.S. market that has to be below 99.2 pole. So this is designed to support the cane refining industry. And a little other caveat was the sugar has to come in before March 31st. So they want to really get some additional raw sugar into the market and you know, this will be above and beyond Mexico's typical quota. So okay. it, it is a, a actual additional quantity for this year. And, you know, it's going to push the stocks to use ratio up to what is traditionally a comfortable uh, 15% level. Wow. That is at the higher end of their range. That's right? at the higher end of the range. And so. it's probably even higher than that. But I'm, you know, with the current numbers, you know, if you look at where supply demand is with the bigger beet crop that we've had, you know, they need to lower Mexico's TRQ to get back to 13.5% as it is. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next few months. And, yeah. you know, the Mexico's normal final number doesn't come to conclusion until the March WASD report when they come up with that final, final Right. So. so as far as the impact on the number 16, uh, this announcement here, one, I guess it actually has to happen would be one one thing that the, the raws have to be priced and, and coming into the country. But as far as impact on the 16s, kind of longer term, if any. Well, we have seen <laughs> that whopping uh, decline here yeah. and, and are now trading back <clears throat> under 37 cents. Yeah. So yeah. we have seen that little bit of movement, but not much. And, yeah. You know, when you look at this 150,000 tons, you know, right now the raw imports are, if you assume Mexico's 70% of their quota comes in as raw, plus this, that, plus the raw TRQ, and you're not counting some of the CAFTA numbers and other stuff where some of that sugar could come in as raw as well, you know, you're around 2.3 million okay. tons, 150,000 tons on top of that 2.3. It's yeah. it's not a huge yeah. increase, but, yeah. you know, it helps. Would, it helps. Yep. And I think, you know, that 150,000 tons is also an interesting number because, What's the Philippines normally bring to the United mm. States? 151,000 tons. <laughs> they didn't make an exact number, but it's just, yeah. I think, making sure that, hey, some of that other sugar is yeah. available and the tight supply comes in there. But it, it's it's interesting because 150,000 tons is not a lot of sugar over the grand scheme of things. And then we also know in the past, when you increase up, 100,000 tons here or 150,000 tons, it can really start disrupting the business. So it is sure. A, I think the USDA has got a really fine line here that they're uh, playing with on how much sugar comes in before it starts to uh, impact the market. And they're being very careful with yeah. that figure and using some real reason. And 
Well, it sounds like something we're going to have to stay really close to. So we'll keep people updated on that. As far as the, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the Mexican crop starting up. Any any uh, update there as to how things are going? Still, still looking at a at a uh, good overall crop for this year, Kevin? Oh, definitely going to have a, a much better crop than last year. Okay. Uh, yields are up a couple tons per acre uh, so far with, you know, only a portion of the mills operating, mm. you know, less than half of the mills have started up. Actually, when you look at their plan for a startup, there's actually five or six mills less that have begun operations than what was in the plan. So their production is trailing last year on a physical volume amount, but the yields are up and it's really just a matter of the fact that less mills are are in operations at this time. And those mills will all start firing up real soon, start producing, and I think you'll start seeing some better numbers from Mexico. They'll catch up and, you know, looking for, again, close to 6.1 million tons, according to Mexico estimates. I don't really like a couple of the numbers in their estimates. They're basically placing that estimate on uh, additional area harvested and would be record area harvested. And every time Mexico puts out those early numbers with uh, record area, it never seems to happen. So sure, I'm, I'd look for it. You know, again, six million tons, I think, is still a safe estimate with those okay. with the higher yields if those continue to hold. Yep. And the important thing is with that 150,000 ton quota, they got to ship it early by the end of March. So uh, we'll have to see. I think a lot of these mills are going to start uh, cranking up below 99.2 pole sugar to make sure they can uh, get all that shipped and in the United States before March 31st. And there's no reason why they can't, because by the end of by, well, call it by the end of February so that they have that month to make sure they get everything to ship, you know, that would probably be a third of their production easy. And the sugar chamber down there works very closely with the different mills and groups to make sure the allocation and who has what to come up to the U.S. They, they do a good job of making sure that the allocations are there and that who has what. And if a mill is starting up late, then they can shift it to somebody else, that kind of stuff, right? Oh, the industry is you know, very well organized with having a sugar chamber. Yep. So most of the mills, there have been a couple of mills have pulled out of that, okay. uh, a little defiance going on down there. But each group, even the ones that pulled out uh, here recently, they still have one mill belonging. So they can at least attend the meetings and <laughs> know what's going on. So... Uh, yes, I think it will be, uh, not a problem. They will meet it and they'll get that quota divvied out amongst the mills quickly. You know, Mexico wants to be a big part of the U S market. Sure. They know that, uh, they need to meet that. And I'm sure they've had discussions with the USDA before that came out to say, yes, we can. We're in produce enough got it for you. below 99.2 pole sugar to make that happen. Great. And again, the rest of their quota, they could ship all the way up through the end of September. So the additional 150 is not a big deal at all. Got it. Excellent. Anything else before we let folks get on with their uh, weekend? You know, from a sugar perspective, I think all's good. So uh, how sweet it is. How sweet it is. Hey, I'll tell you what, if you're not a customer of McKinney Flavelle, this guy knows sugar back and forth. And you can tell, we just showed it to you. So if you're not a client and you want to learn a little bit more how we can help you uh, strategize on sugar procurement, uh, just let us know. Also, 
you can go to our website at mckinney-favelle.com and register for our Hot Ingredients Spotlight webinar. It's part of our series of Hot Ingredients uh, that are happening, either new ingredients or ingredients that uh, have some challenges. And so this next time, we will have it on December 15th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can register on our website, and we're going to cover three really awesome ones, and that's Honey, Nuts, and Oats. Oh boy, yeah. honey, that's an interesting one. So I'm get, we're going to get a good attendance <laughs> yeah, on that one because everyone's going to want to catch up think, on honey with the countervailing. Yeah, a lot going on there. there. So yeah. Um, yeah, so that so look forward to that. Please register, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing everybody there. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Uh, enjoy your friends and family and your holiday week. So just enjoy the time. And until next time, take care, everybody. Goodbye. Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.